You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is The Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that and like you right now. So be encouraged and let your light shine. As of like a month ago. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you for the cookies. Happy birthday. (laughs) There you go. You sent, me a, you sent me a card. You don't remember? Cookies for... heartfelt. Did I say happy birthday? Yeah, it said have a great birthday. Love, Kate. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's all coming back yeah, to me yeah. now. That sounds really Man. bad, Kate. <laughs> you gave me a $25 gift so card, nice. and when I went to use it, it was zero, so... <laughs> You could send that back. I'm in a nasty it. habit of reusing gift cards. <laughs> that has happened to you. Gone through Haven't that. Have you given people gift cards and they're like, there's no. 29 cents on here. <laughs> Listen, if you've ever gotten a Dunkin' card from me, it's been used. Or so. re-gifted. Well, used or re-loaded. and re-gifted. Reloaded. I, like someone gave me a $10 one. I bought a coffee. I thought it still had $10 on it. I was like, happy birthday, Jared. <laughs> My sister did that for me my birthday one year. She got me a Chipotle gift card for like 25 bucks. And her birthday's like six weeks later, so I just gave it back to her. (laughs) If we're all honest, or maybe maybe when I say we all, I just mean me and Jared. We re-gift cards. All the time. But I don't use them first. It was an an accident. So, state of Ohio. No. Oh, oh my gosh. I thought that's where you work. Is oh, this gonna... for, for the state of Ohio. Yeah. Is this going to be the whole podcast? You work podcast? for the state. Yeah. And what the heck is a beer cop? The technical term was liquor enforcement agent, but I just figured if I said beer cop, people would know what that meant. I don't know what a beer cop is. I'm not in drinking beer, but. So, basically, well, we would get complaints on bars or something like oh. that. And so, we'd go. Liquor and Investigate what? enforcement agent. That sounds scary. Yeah. So what, ruined a lot of college kids' lives. Like if they they're not checking <laughs> IDs. Well, if they're, if they're just they're selling not carding people or yeah, if they're just selling to underage or gambling or drugs. You or, bust these parties? We didn't do so much parties. Are you undercover? Just tailgate, plain clothes. Yeah, I wouldn't really say undercover. So you're like, hey, can I have a beer? And then they don't card you and you're like i'm only 20 well no we watch to see if they sell to somebody or we'd send a kid in so you went from that to a tax cop mm-hmm. what is a tax cop <laughs> that's exactly what it is what do you mean people that aren't paying your tax their taxes well, you we, go after them businesses are you like a bounty hunter exactly oh my gosh are you're you? dog yeah i have a mullet for those that dog no video right the bounty hunter <laughs> What's a tax cop? So b- like, businesses don't pay their sales tax. So what do you do? Go in there and say, give us your money? Pretty much, yeah. We have a system that shows us who hasn't filed or paid. So we just go visit them and be like, hey, this is how, what you need to do to get in compliance. Are you technically called, what's the real term? Tax enforcement agent. And then you're a cop in the military. What kind of cop? Military police. Well, I was. I just got a new position. So. Ooh, what are you now? A first sergeant. Congratulations. Thank you. That's wonderful. What's a first sergeant do? You're kind of like the liaison between the commander and the enlisted force. 
People come to you with their problems. Him and smooth <laughs> them. And... Yeah, I try to make everybody happy. Oh, God bless you. Are you still in the Air Force? Yes. And Army Reserve? You're in well, both? I, no. So you I were was... a man of few words on this bio. <laughs> He's like, where are you from? <laughs> Ohio. Do I have a job? Yeah, you asked short <laughs> questions, I gave you short answers. So I started out Air Force as a security forces, which is basically an MP. And then did that for four years and then went to the Army Reserves for four years. And I've been Air Force 10, about 10 years now. Oh, so you were in the Army first? Well, Air Force, Army, and then back to Air Force. I took a, a year break to grow a mullet. And then... <laughs> so you could be a yeah. tax cop, a beer cop be with a, a mullet? I, I fit in pretty well. <laughs> I arrested a few kids and with the mullet and they were like there's no way you're a cop i know you smoke dope (laughs) (laughs) that's funny did you cut your mullet off well yeah to go back yeah and that was so how long has that been six years did you go to the air force reserves right after high school i went to college for a semester sat down with my buddy eating hot dogs for lunch one day and he said hey want to join the air force Five minutes later, I was like, yeah, let's go do it. And that's how I joined the Air Force. Okay. I'd prefer that the rest of the podcast just be complete silence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> per Jared's request. Did you send me a picture? Are you sending me a oh, mullet no. picture? You want the mullet no, picture? No, I don't. Oh, the mullet <laughs> picture we should. Do you have a oh. I did it before and after. What are we looking at? What do we see? Per picture. Do you still live in the same yeah, house you grew up in? No. No. Did you buy a house near your parents? Yes. I bought a, a murder house. Mm. <laughs> it's a murder house. Like literally someone was murdered there? I like yeah. this. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. who, who got murdered? Let's hear that. A son murdered the father. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. That's the picture I'm sending you. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Yeah. I need a before no. and after. Yeah, can we do two? Oh, I do a side I don't by know if you side. Want the second one either. Oh my word. <laughs> we'll take one of you here oh in the god. studio. <laughs> I'll like have a picture okay, while we're wait. chatting. You you bought a house that wasn't I hope it was a big discount. Yeah, it was a pretty good price. Pray so me and my brother in law. Well sorta. <laughs> you bought it. It just sorta happened. We were kinda like yeah, maybe we'll go look at it. I was actually in Germany with the Air Force, and my sister called me, and she's like, hey, Cindy, the, her mother-in-law, is going to go to the auction because it was a foreclosure. Of course it was. Yeah. And she's like, you still want it? And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, when did this happen? About three years ago. Recently? The well, murder? That was about five years ago, I guess. Well, the son murdered the father. Who was it? With a hammer. Holy moly. Jared doesn't know. He's a so cop. Could, he would never do so that. by the house. Okay. How long have you been with the state of Ohio? <laughs> Since 2014, so it was eight years. And you started that, like when you were in the reserves? Yes, it was right as I was getting out of the Army Reserve. Okay, you ready? Yes. It'll be fine. I can't wait Eat to try cookie. one of the cookies you brought. <laughs> yeah. Did he give them back to you? What? What are those supposed to just leave them in there? You're, You're not going to eat them? Are you allergic? I'm going to make people turn the podcast off like before Jared even starts talking. Did you start chewing? <laughs> Smacking your lips. Yeah. Trying to think what our names are tonight. Yeah, what are our names? Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Eliza. It's Ekaterina. <laughs> I'm going hard Russia tonight. Can I be Jose? Sure. Oh, this is the other one. 
Oh my goodness, <laughs> the many faces. We are here tonight. No, you, no, you are too happy in that picture. You can't have a buzz head and look like you're in a good mood. What? Because those do, those fun. two things don't exist. No. He doesn't smile. Neither does Mark. They're like this. What's your name? Ekaterina. It's Russian. And we are, like internet? <laughs> we are here tonight with Mr. Jared with one R Thompson. He said Jose. Oh, AKA Jose tonight. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Welcome, Jared. You reluctantly agreed to Great. be on our podcast, and we're so happy that you're here tonight. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Look how excited. He got his mullet off for Look us. Look how tonight. many Ekaterinas there are. There's a ton of them. Ekaterina is a real thing, okay, real name. It's a real name. Mm-hmm. Jared was born in Salem, Ohio, and moved to Letonia area, Crestview area, on a compound with his family. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's a graduate of Crestview High School, and after high school, he went to Youngstown State University for a semester and over a chili dog with a buddy. He decided he was going to drop out of school and join. The Air Force Reserves. He spent four years in the Air Force Reserves, four years with the (laughs) Army Reserves, took a year off to grow a mullet, and then went back to the Air Force Reserves. He's still in the Air Force Reserves. He's worked for the state of Ohio. He started out as a beer cop, a.k.a. liquor enforcement agent, and has moved on to being a tax cop, a.k.a. tax enforcement agent. So if any of you... Have businesses that have not paid their taxes. You might, you might be getting a visit from Jared. So you said you attempted college three times. We Correct. heard about the first time. What about the other two? Basically, after deployment, decided to go back to school. Realized I hated it. Volunteered for another deployment. If mom's listening to this, I didn't volunteer. I was told to go. <laughs> <laughs> then once again, tried to go back to school. You remembered you hated yeah, it. Yeah, remember again. I hated it. Finally, after the third time, I was like, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Jared enjoys hiking, <laughs> DIY projects, and reading. What do you like to read? Books, usually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how it's going to be? <laughs> well, like, you know, books about faith. And then I like history books, like about war, World War II. So you do like learning. You just didn't like the school setting of learning. Correct. I don't know. I got really into, like, the Terrors of Humanity type books, like 1984 and... Brave New World. Like, they kind of just oh, shows, like, like dystopia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all kind of pretty cool, seeing that all kind of play out in real life. He's been at the Upper Room for four years. How did you come to the Upper Room? You uh, showed up one day, I remember. Pretty you much, here. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'd moved back from, I was in Toledo for a couple of years. Came back here, was kind of looking for a different church. We grew up going to the Lutheran Church in town. So before my deployment to Kuwait, I think I came like two or three times. But Greg was one of the door people, you know, introducing, and he was all really nice to me every time I came in. So I came, I think before the deployment, only came like two or three times. And then when I was in Kuwait, I was sort of listening to some of the stuff on the webpage. Did and we have stuff on YouTube, bud, then? I don't think it was YouTube. It was oh, your, it your was website. Oh, like the website. website. Okay. Yeah. And I think just listening to Chris do, I think he did like a series on like Jonah and like a series on David. And I remember just like kind of listening to every single one. I just really liked the way he taught, was able to like articulate things. I guess in Kuwait, just was like, oh, I think this is where I'm going to go. And then when I got back from Kuwait, just kind of started coming routinely. He's been here ever since. So tell us. Almost left prior to this week, but. What? 
<laughs> because you didn't want to be on the podcast. Careful now. <laughs> so tell us, Jared, who or what turned your light on? I guess we'll go back a ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was raised in a Lutheran church. We went to church until I was about like 13 or so. We kind of went like every weekend and then just sort of stopped going for whatever reason. And then I remember when I was like 15 or 16, a buddy of mine, Corey, his family was moving into a new house. He was staying with us for the week. He was always, I grew up with three sisters, didn't have any brothers. So he was kind of like an older brother to me. And so I always kind of looked up to him. And just one night he was just, because he, he's a talker. <laughs> He'll talk for an hour. I'll listen for an hour. So the one night he talked, he was just talking about God for one night. Like I didn't really know him to be religious or anything like that, but he was just talking about God like the whole night. I guess that just kind of planted a seed. Took a few years to <laughs> for things to produce, but then when I moved to Toledo in 2015, sort of got away from friends and family, was sort of alone. Felt this, I guess, drawing or calling back to God, to church. Found a church that was close to where I lived at in Toledo. I usually worked late on Saturday, so I was trying to find one that uh, Wednesday night service. It was good. It was very similar to here. There wasn't a lot of people there on Wednesday night, so this one guy just befriended me and went me through like a personal Bible study for a few months, and then since then was just this drawing back. I've sort of tried to give up control and surrender. And And when you were away, were you in Kuwait every time? Like, where did you go? Deployments. The first two were Iraq, and then the third one was Afghanistan. That was after Toledo? No, those all three were before. Before Toledo, okay. Yeah. If the, your deployments were after Toledo, I was trying to figure out, like, how did that growing faith look like over there? But that was before Toledo. Well, Kuwait, I guess I was able to read a lot more about it and mm. listen to a lot more sermons and stuff. My job over there was basically just sitting in a truck for eight hours. I had a lot of time to read and mm-hmm. listen. To, I mean, I, I would go to church and stuff like that on my other deployments. But it was just sort of them just kind of doing it to do it type things. It wasn't like a, anything that I guess I, there was a pursuit for. Did you? Would you say you were feeling lonely? Because you were away from friends and family, or you just uh, had time to think? I think I was just less distracted, less things to put my attention on, and was sort of just able to, I guess, just sense that calling, I guess, in some sense. How did you feel like your life changed? Conviction, just a more of a... Because I, I was never really, like, a bad person. Like, I wasn't like a... He's a beer cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I you know, obviously wasn't necessarily a Christian person prior to Toledo. You know, I wasn't desiring a Christian life or walking a Christian lifestyle. I think it was just the opening of the eyes to the error and the way I was living. Well, I feel like people talk about that coming to Jesus. I mean, oftentimes they'll talk about having their eyes opened or having these realizations. But kind of like you're saying, like you had these feelings of conviction or you started Uh, feeling like, I need to change the way I live or I need to change the way I'm thinking. And all of a sudden, like everything that you have been living, which was normal before, is... You have these moments where you're like, oh, that's not... Yeah. I mean, he convicts us, but in like the most kind and beautiful ways. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey. Like, I see his grace in that because it wasn't like... Excuse me. Obviously, there's a lot wrong with me, but he didn't show me all that at once. You know, it was just like in doses. Hey, you know, change this. You kind of maybe have that figured out a little bit. Oh, let's focus on this a little bit. Yeah. Like your mullet. Yeah. 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 Well, he gave me the grace to be able to Grow bless it. the world with that. Oh my, so. <laughs> my family was proud of it. They, they were not. <laughs> if that were anybody in my family, I'd snip it off in their sleep. 
Yeah, like yeah. you were saying, like the opening of the eyes, I think it was another thing. Is just my idea of who God was, I think, wasn't in line with who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just opened my eyes off to the lie that I was living, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, tr- a truth to Christianity. Like we were sort of reading the Bible study, there's a narrow gate, a broad gate. He kind of showed me that I was on that broad way. Did you ever ask your parents, like, why did we stop going to church? I think I, like, we moved in. It was like kind of we moved in our newer house. And I think things just kind of got busy and kids had things going on and we all got distracted. If anyone wants to read a really great book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer is fabulous. I'm making my way through it. Is this but like a pain there pain? is, yeah, this is your. <laughs> I read it in a day. This is your commercial for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, you so bad. Anyways, I would highly recommend anyone to read that. But just in light of talking about distraction, what was it called? Learning to focus attention. It is so good. The ruthless elimination of hurry, by John Mark oh, Comer. Okay. And what a distracted world we live in, and. Yeah, that we let a lot of things go by, and we a lot of, we let a lot of things slip by due to distraction and inattention. So this oh. is good. So Jared, tell us what lights you up? Family, nature, work, helping people. Not like my actual work, but working like with my hands and like just finding, I guess, joy and productivity and helping people. Do you have nieces and nephews? I got six nephews. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord, he All saw the my... compound, right? He, yeah, so he, saw, he saw all the suffering I had raising me with nothing but sisters. So then he decided to bless me with nothing but nephews. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're the cool good. Uncle Jared. <laughs> what kind of... When we say outdoors, do you mean... Are you hiking? Are you... Yeah, mainly hiking, yeah. Do you? Do you hunt? No, I'd like to get into it, but I went one Because he needs to can some bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jonathan will show you Let's how. that. <laughs> So when you bought this house, are you is your distraction you're fixing it up? Yeah. And DIYing? Yeah. I'll have a project instead of just being like, ah, oh, you know, it'll get done when it gets done. I'm like, I gotta get it done now. Like I gotta get it done as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, that's done. But then it's like, oh another I can do this now. I got <laughs> time to do project. this. What all have you done on your murder house? <laughs> <laughs> well, me personally, hung some drywall, had to hang some cabinets, tear out drywall, bunch of painting. I had to put in a new sump pump drain line that took a while. Working on the landscaping now, a bunch of small stuff. Did, did you, you know how to do all this stuff no, before? No, I did the plumbing. Listening to YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. And... It took me like three months. Well, I was living in Dayton, but it took me like three months to do all the plumbing. <laughs> I had my nephew here. helping me, thankfully. So all of your jobs have been in the helping field, you know, like, yeah, were you drawn we to that, that or way. was it kind of like you just fell into it and you didn't? After I joined the military as a cop, I really had no desire to be a civilian police officer. But then after my deployment to Afghanistan, made a friend who is now the K-9 handler in Salem. And we were out one night with one of his buddies that did the liquor job. And he was just like, hey, you should apply. I did. Here I am. Eight years later. <laughs> it is about who you know. I, guess I just go love through how, like, yeah. you make a connection that has a connection that yeah. makes a connection, y'all. We all have our winding little ways with the people we connect with. How are you letting your light shine in this season of your life? So I guess I'll, I'll tell a little story. Oh, do. Yeah. It was about a year ago. I'm pretty sure it was Wendy. Oh, did Wendy yell at you? She always yells at me. I know. Okay. 
she introduced herself to me, I think it was about a year ago, and was like, you know, hey, I'm Wendy. I don't, th I don't think we've met her. I've seen you. And I was like, oh, Jared. And then I don't always speak the clearest of people. When I was younger, it was always like older people were like, oh, Jerry. Nice to meet you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy called me Jerry. And I was like, okay. But, and then for whatever reason, I've never gone up to the front, like after service. But like, I was just sort of felt like a moment of emptiness and then calling to go up to like on the stage but i went up to chuck and he had just felt like a where i was i'm not necessarily lost but felt like i needed guidance or something and you know he said a prayer for me i can't remember what he said but you know he just prayed for me and then as i was leaving wendy was walking out the door at the same time and she's like oh jerry i think we were talking about you in the meeting today somebody mentioned about you being a deacon and i was like oh okay and i just assumed she got my name wrong so they were probably talking about somebody else <laughs> so then flash forward a year and uh we're helping somebody move this was a year later after that i looked up what a deacon meant because i was like i don't really know what a deacon is and it was just what the description i meant was someone who was meant to serve i kind of felt like that was calling on my life to begin with and so that was a i guess a sign for that so anyways, fast forward a year, Greg was like, hey, any interest in being a deacon? You don't have to give me an answer now. And I'm like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> like, <'cause I'm> like, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. You and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of like my ministry is just to serve, which took a while to even before that, I kind of knew that that was kind of what supposed to do. Because I always kind of felt like, you know, I'm, I don't talk a lot. I don't like to talk. So I always felt like I wasn't doing anything because, you know, I'm not like a preacher. I remember reading a story in the Bible. I think it was either Leviticus or Deuteronomy. God's given Moses the instructions on the tent. And he talks about his spirit being with two people. One of them Builders. was... Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Like one did something with fabric and the other mm -hmm. was like a woodworker. And he talked about his spirit being on them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, these guys weren't Moses. They weren't preachers. They weren't warriors. These were just simply people that were called to do something to glorify God, and His Spirit was with them. And I guess it kind of took, you know, that to kind of realize, you know, I don't have to be this Billy Graham-type person to affect the world. I can just help people. And I do think that I do need to probably talk more to people about Jesus. The thing with the pagan world compared to the pagan world back then is that the pagan world now is really nice, but they don't have the truth. And so it's like, yeah, I might be really nice to people, and helping people, but I'm still probably need to maybe talk a little bit. What's but, that this quote? Oh, Saint Aquinas, preach the gospel wherever you go, and when necessary, use words. Yes, not Chris's favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> when necessary, use words. Like no, 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 use words. Use how do you words. how do you feel like you've grown over the last four years being here? Because I know you took the values in the kingdom class. Do you feel like you're getting tools that are helping you be more comfortable talking to people? I think I'm getting better guidance on doing that. <laughs> For as long as you've been here, I feel like you've really stepped up in a lot of really neat ways. Like you do serve, you have stepped up to be a deacon and you, oh my gosh, you've done so much here. And yeah, you show up when people need help. Thank you for being willing. Thank you for showing up. One of the books that was used to convict me a little bit was book at Haggai or Haggai, however you pronounce it, where he talks about them focusing on their house while leaving the Lord's house in ruins. I try to make sure that I give time to the Lord and because we're the temple of the Lord, you know, obviously there's no temple anymore. So it's giving attention to others and the place that we come to worship. 
I think it takes a lot of courage to come to a church that's very family oriented when you're a young single guy. <laughs> that's not creepy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. I mean, props to you. I feel like that speaks highly and shows a lot of character. And get involved too, you know, not just show up, but get involved. People kind of force me to do a lot of things around here. Hmm. Yeah, Wendy. <laughs> and you? Us? What? Everybody needs to know Jared with one R. I agree. Did you just let that go? Yeah, it doesn't bother. As every time when I was a kid, I'd be up somewhere with my grandpa and his one of his friends. Nice to meet you, Jerry. Okay. Fine. I got tired of correcting Jerry people. Now. Well, it's like name for Jared, Gerald. I didn't think Jerry was short for anything. I thought Jerry was Jerry. Oh, no, I think it's usually Jared. I don't know which well, Jerry Seinfeld's real name. While I'm Googling, would you tell us a supernatural story that you have? Or if you don't, just tell us another story. Tell us a story about something that's greatly well, impacted your faith recently. Jerry is short for George, Gerald, George. Gerald, Gerard, Jared, Jeremy, Jeremiah, and Jerome. So essentially what's going to happen this week is I'm going to start calling you and Jeremy Lindemann, Jerry. <laughs> Tell us about something that's impacted your faith like last week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tonight. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't see a lot of supernatural stuff like the healing. And stuff. You got a word from Clem. Yeah. What'd you think about that? I don't know if I can admit it on the, the podcast. <laughs> So I'd been coming here a while, and I sort of listened to a little bit more Hellfire people on YouTube. And I kind of grew up in the Lutheran church, and so I don't know, part of me was sort of like, after being here for a few years, I was like, ah, maybe I need to go somewhere different. Maybe a place with some pews and stained glass windows. Fire and brimstone. Yeah, yeah. Bible thrown at you? Yeah, Yeah, I like people telling me how crappy I am, but... With sisters do to you, right? So that night, talking about a lot of stuff, but then, you know, I was just sort of like, okay, that could be a word for anybody. That could be a word for anybody. And then he was like, you have a desire thinking maybe this isn't the place for you. You need to go somewhere else. Well, you need to stop thinking that. This is where you belong. So quit. He's like, you're part of this church. You're part of this family. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was definitely for me. That that could have been meant for anybody else. (laughs) So I was like, okay. I guess I'm staying. <laughs> Glad you you have stayed. Yeah. Oh, that was really good timing then. Yeah. For him to be there as you were processing that. Because <laughs> maybe something I'd been thinking about for like three weeks or a month or something like that. It was just like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should go to a different church. But then <laughs> Clem's like, not so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, you're staying. <laughs> That's supernatural. Mm-hmm. God spoke right in that. I had another one, I guess, too. So when I was down at Dayton, I was looking for a place to serve, to do something. So I went to this Dayton Gospel Mission, but all they had was like a kid's ministry. Like I wanted to do something like in the kitchen. They didn't need anybody in the kitchen. They didn't need help. They need help with the kid's ministry. And I was like, eh, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So then after like a few months, I was going to a church there, and they were teaching on the book of Nehemiah at that time and what your gifts were. And I, even though I was kind of focusing on the Bible and read through the Bible, I was like, Nehemiah? Like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's interesting. I was hearing that, and I was like, okay, maybe I do need to do something. I called back that Dayton Gospel Mission. I was like, hey, you guys got anything available? Just this kid's ministry. And I was like, I was like okay, I'll, I'll do it. So I started going on like Tuesday nights, and this was prior to COVID. So I did that for about three months, helped out with that, Tuesdays and sometimes Thursdays. 
the gym that they because there was a, a mission where they would serve and then there was like a gymnasium and the gymnasium was Nehemiah University and I was like okay maybe this is where wow I'm, yeah but then there was nobody more thankful for COVID than I was oh, really? because COVID happened and then they shut down the kids ministry <laughs> and I was like oh spoken like whew. a true introvert <laughs> and, how you gonna get out of here and then the people stopped showing up to help volunteer in the kitchen. They were like, hey, we need help in the kitchen Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So every Tuesday and Thursday during COVID, I was helping out in the kitchen through that. Met Rich, who worked there full time, but had like a house church Yeah, about two or three months ago and helping out. He was like, hey, you should come to our our little house church that we have on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. So then just sort of did that for about a year and was just able to kind of grow and make friends and that's amazing. Yeah. That's that a good story. Amazing. That is an amazing story. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like I look back on it because like part of me looks at it as like kind of in a selfish way. But then like I kind of look at it. Maybe the whole reason I went to Dayton was because, you know, God saw this COVID thing happening and saw that this mission would be without helpers. And then it wasn't me going to Dayton to grow. It was me going to Dayton because the gospel mission. I was kind of viewing it at first as a selfish reason, but, you know, maybe I was there simply because the gospel mission needed somebody. And you were willing Mm. to serve. Willing to do something that you didn't necessarily want or feel like doing, like working with kids. That's really very obedient. You feel like Jesus was being like, you need to serve somewhere. And you being like, Well, at first I was kind of like, all right, you know, I like my nephews. And then after like a week or two there, I was like, kids yell a lot i don't (laughs) a lot of noise not your cup of tea (laughs) that was really nice of you but yes you show up again all the connections that makes my mind go poof Uh because you show up in obedience to serve then you end up in the kitchen and somewhere you're happy to serve after Uh being obedient to the stuff you didn't necessarily love doing (laughs) but staying in the midst of it going to somewhere that you did end up enjoying serving and, and then, then you get connected connections uh. that's so cool that was a great story <laughs> that was totally supernatural both of those were well jared we really appreciate you appreciate you saying yes, yes. to being on our podcast Thank so you. that it wasn't as terrible as i thought it was i know be. we're, oh, we're yeah. harmless <laughs> i keep telling people you know i think it's great that especially for introverts are you would you say you're an introvert yeah, yeah, I'd say that. That yeah. you're willing to take a risk and just share. Yeah. This is not threatening sitting here with Kate and I in our hoodies and yeah. messy buns, but, you know, it gives people a little glimpse into your life, yeah. and I think that that's great. And I love the fact that you have a heart to serve and are willing to – you didn't even have to think about it. You're like, yep, that's what I was meant to do, so I will be a deacon. And we, we appreciate the work that you do here and yeah. all the work that our deacons do here. They're amazing. and Yeah. We'll tell Wendy your name's Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I think she has it now. She's got it now. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye. 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 Close enough. (laughs) I didn't know we were supposed to do it at the same time. (laughs) 